Hello. Oh my goodness, it worked. Oh my goodness. Imagine that. Greetings for the third time. Hello, Natalie. <laughs> How you guys doing? Welcome to the podcast, Robert. I was trying to have my headphones on and it was just screwing everything up. So oh, well, I so had my Bluetooth headphones on and then it was like, no, that's not going to work. And then I got my beats and I plugged them in to get off of the Bluetooth and it was like, no, that's Still not no. going to work either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So well, we're third, t- here. third time's a charm. Here we are. Across the board. Here we are. And it's working. So perfect. So can everyone hear me okay? Because I'm in the car and I'm on my Bluetooth thing, so. Yes, yes. ma'am. Okay, good. All right, so um, today we're going to um, talk about whatever Natalie wants to talk about. I'm going to let her lead this podcast. Really excited that I don't have to, like, come up with prompts, and I know that she's working hard on them, so thank you, and go ahead and uh, tell us our topic. Absolutely. So I get a text from you earlier today. It says, uh, I'm giving you control of the podcast and you're going to run it. And that power trip went straight to my head. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I told you about a week ago that uh, a fun topic that I wanted to talk about was failure, just failure. And we can spin that off into a couple different things, talking about rejection or success or however you want. So I have a couple questions, and I kind of want to set the tone for this to just be real organic. So just kind of chime in whenever you guys have something to say, and I'll do my best to kind of reel in the conversation. But to kind of kick it off, um, I was just trolling through Instagram a little bit today and um, found this quote, actually. And it's by J.K. Rowling, the author of Harry Potter. Yay. But uh, what she said in a talk to, uh, I don't know, some small group at a, some sort of business group event, but it's impossible to live without failing at something. Unless you live too cautiously, then you might as well not have lived at all, in which case you've already, fa- you've already failed by default. So I kind of liked it, basically saying, um, you know, you have to fail. You know, life is about failure. So with that said, my first question to both of you, how do you define failure? Either one of you, just chime in. All right, it's an opportunity to learn. Care to elaborate a little bit? Learn? Sure. So, like, okay, so let's say, like, just like J.K. Rowling says, like, if you don't try it, like, you're failing in the first place. So, it's an opportunity to, if you fail at something or if you screw something up based off of societal norms or your own norms or whatever it is, you can still learn from it. So I don't see failure as a bad thing. So 50-50. Could be bad, could be good, but you are uh, heavy on on the good side. Right. It's all about, you know, like the person involved in the failure. Um, Like I, I know an individual, he lives right next to me, and he feels like he is failing all the time when in reality, like... It's his perception of failure. As negative? Is negative. And so now he is digging himself a hole into this depression because he fails all the time. Up to, well, I guess he fails all the time due to his own standards. Hmm. Hmm. I was just having this uh, conversation, not this conversation, but a conversation tonight with uh, a friend. And... Uh, The quote came up, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. Um, So 
I also see failure as uh, growth and growth hurts. Um, We've talked about that before where, you know, no pain, no gain. Um, Failure sucks and there's a lot of, there can be shame and failure, um, whether it's shame that you bring upon yourself or the shame that you feel from the people who are around you and the way that they make you feel or the way that you allow them to make you feel. Um, but failure is a beautiful thing. Failure is trying, um, giving and giving and giving and doing again and doing it again and doing it again. Even if it hurts, even if it sucks, um, failure is growth and you will never succeed at what you want the most. If you're not, failing at it first and try because you have to try and most of us don't get exactly what we want on the first try so um you know if we want to talk about relationships or you know the person that you're supposed to be with or the the one person that that is for you or meant to be um there has to be, you know, 10, 12, a hundred failed relationships before that, before you can get to the right one, you know, before you know what you're looking for, before you know what you want. Um, So even those, even though those, even those failures teach you something about you and what you're looking for in life. So what I'm hearing from both of you is that failures are generally positive, but um, to put a spin on this, wouldn't you have to make the assumption that whoever is failing is actively trying to learn from that failure? Yeah, absolutely. I would, yeah, that is a, that is an extremely valid point because um, what was the other quote? You know, you keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. That's the definition of uh, insanity. insanity. Yep. Insanity. And, and if, if you don't see it as a learning opportunity, then you're insane. So <laughs> you're not, you're not taking that, that learning pause, that learning opportunity and, and growing from it. So uh, you'll just continue to make the same mistakes and, uh, hope for something different that's a very good point to kind of spin that off Whitney if you have anything go ahead and chime in but to kind of continue that conversation so then if you're not learning from it my question posed to both of you so how would your own judgments or your own biases then affect you from essentially achieving your own success So basically to reword it in a different way, how would your own perceptions or your own judgments then become your own obstacles um, to achieving your success? She, she talking about limiting beliefs there, uh, Whitney. I think so. Uh Oh, I didn't do this next level stuff. (laughs) Mine is more life trial and error. (laughs) Which has really fucked Uh, me over a couple of times. No, this is just, this (laughs) is I'm like, should I should I explain what limiting beliefs are? I mean, yeah, it's kind it. of self-explanatory. It's 
things that you believe in yourself that you can't do, basically. Like, when I, it took me seven years to start a photography business because I thought that I just couldn't do it. So, like, that was a limiting belief saying, I already had a predispositioned idea in my head saying I can't do this when I really can't. Right. And like people who say, you know, I just, I, I'm never on time. I can't be on time. Like, no, bitch, you can be on time. Um, I can't wake up an to... extra 30 minutes early. It's not possible. Right. You, you can, you have to change your habit. And those are limiting beliefs. Like, I'm a procrastinator. No, uh, you have, you have been a procrastinator, but you don't always have to be. Uh, those are limiting beliefs. And, we do. We bog ourselves down with those. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not good looking enough or I'm not uh, skinny enough or not tall enough. I'll never be on time. I'm not smart enough. Um, and a lot of these things, you know, besides growing taller or whatever, you know, a lot of these things are just limiting beliefs where we can, if we switch our perspective and look at them in a different light, Uh, we can make changes to them. So, uh, we all have limiting beliefs bouncing off of Robert. Mm -hmm. Um, Period. We all have limiting beliefs, period. (laughs) But I've done, right, but I've done, um, I've done a lot of work on myself and in the confidence department, And I'm fairly certain that people are drawn to me because I'm confident and it's not fake. And I feel like that I've like knocked out my limiting beliefs, not all of them, but a lot of them that are common between individuals. I feel like I've gotten rid of those. So I guess I could talk about my past and like, like, for example, you know, starting my photography business or like leaving a relationship or whatever the case may be. I could talk about my limiting beliefs from 10 years ago. Right. But right now, I don't have like too many things that I can really say that I have that are holding me back from getting what I want. So in broad sweeps, at least, if you're talking about failure... Um, man, I literally just lost my train of thought. Um, so if you just pick like an example, even maybe something that happened today that you perceived as a failure, what, how do you overcome that then? What is your process, Whitney, for overcoming the small failure versus a large failure? Uh, realizing the lesson learned in that failure in the moment and feeling my feelings about it and then giving myself you know, five to 10 minutes to feel that way and then move on. Do you recognize it in the moment though? I don't recognize. Yes, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm pretty self-aware and when I, when I screw up something or I'm, I feel as though I'm a failure, then like I said, I, I definitely have a tendency to just like feel it and let it go. Now that wasn't always the case. And most of the time that, um, failure turned into anger. And I'd be pissed off for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. Now it's different. I've channeled that energy in a different way. And um, how? How have you channeled it? <laughs> Just <laughs> one example. <laughs> Pick one. Uh, one example. Years of counseling. 
Okay. So you can't, so school, you, you've decided to learning. redirect that anger by going to counseling? No, I learned, I know I learned it at counseling. I knew I, I figured out I had a problem yeah. through counseling Okay. and she, and she gave me the tools that I need to overcome that failure to like realize that, Oh, that's a learning lesson and not a failure. It is what happens in life and you should feel how you want to feel about it. And then you're allowed to do that for 10 minutes and then be done with it because you being angry for the rest of the day is not going to bring good situations into your life. I agree with that. So it was because of her that I learned that it wasn't because I was just super self-aware. No, somebody had to tell me about myself that I, that was a non-biased opinion. That's awesome. And no, not everyone needs therapy, but um, highly fucking recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm not so what? Kidding. That lady changed my life. <laughs> so what I'm hearing is if you're driving behind somebody and you see that light turn yellow and you're praying and hoping that that one person in front of you is going to blow through that red light and you're just going to go after them in that moment of anger, then what do you do? Can I think of something that actually makes me really angry? <laughs> She's like, that, that's wow, that's that sucks. Me off enough. People going like 20 miles under the speed limit in the fast line. Okay, that's something I'm pretty sure all three of us can relate to. <laughs> it's a very substantial matter. <laughs> Natalie, you saw my driving down in South Carolina. I get aggressive as hell. I know. We're both like ninja drivers. It's like, hello, beep, beep. Get out the way. No. There's like a horn going off or I'm cutting someone off or I'm screaming at the top of my lungs. That's, uh, that's how I, how I, how I deal with my car anger. But my, you know, I've had many people tell me that's healthy. I get it out and I'm not hurting anyone. <laughs> Except the person sitting in the passenger seat. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm like, or my dog. now I'm like, or shit, I don't dog. want to drive on the highway with her. Oh, it's like the German Autobahn. <laughs> <laughs> you tell them. You tell them that I drive a NASCAR. It's fine. Dale, Dale Earnhardt Jr. over here. Straight up Mario oh, Andretti oh, right there doing laps. No, no, no. What? <laughs> tell me Danica Patrick. Oh, Danica Patrick. There you go. Sorry. Whatever. She's like retired. It doesn't matter. Well, first of all, she's hot. And second of all, that was my nickname in college. So you're welcome. Oh, oh there okay, we go. Cool. Thank you. Danica. <laughs> I don't even want to know. Yep, neither do I. So moving on, <laughs> moving we're right gonna, along. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna sweep that one under the rug. Next Way time. far, like to the middle of the rug, and then just plaster <laughs> that sucker yeah. back down. Love you guys too. Uh huh. <laughs> Carry on. So yes, that's how I deal with my anger. Okay. So Robert, in that same situation of the German Autobot, what would you do? <laughs> um, I'm very patient and. I'm actionary, so... So you would move uh, over to the right lane and let them pass, is what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, it, I'm... Yeah, I... Well, you or also have I go kids around, and I don't. Or mm. I, I safely go around them, you know, in a slower lane and leave them to their day. Um, they don't... The only, the only thing that really pisses me off is stupidity. You know, somebody who's driving like a fucking asshole who could kill people. Oh, what does that look um, like to you? Because I think my definition of someone driving like a fucking asshole is totally different than yours. 
way, I love that we're dropping the f bomb twice in like thirty seconds right now. It's fine. Sorry, I, sorry. It's fine. Yeah, it's fucking fine. <laughs> it's fucking fine. It's this all is fucking good. Hashtag authentic. <laughs> yeah, hashtag authentic I'm a cusser. Um, so, so yeah, back to the question. What is your definition then, Robert, of somebody that drives around like a fucking asshole? <laughs> I want to know. Um, We're talking like know. swerving, right? Lots of swerving. Yeah. Yeah, Danica Patrick or Dale Earnhardt Jr. on no, my way. No turn signals. All right, I, I got it. Uh, you know, just coming up too fast and just reckless, reckless. And so reckless to me is is endangering to other people. Like, if, if you want to go fast, go on a road by yourself. Don't Don't be on the highway with other people. You know what I mean? There's kids, there's family, there's truckers, there's people who are also trying to get where they're going. Um so that I don't have a whole lot of patience for. Um, that I hate that I see, and uh, I do try to remind myself that you know there's a song. It, it all kinds of kinds. It takes all kinds of kinds, and it just everybody's different. And uh, some people are just reckless assholes, in my opinion. Do you no think those people have failure issues? <laughs> Do I think they have failure issues? Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> yeah, a very probably, weird phrasing. <laughs> they're, they're probably, Do you think they have issues failing, with failing? Right, they're probably failing at being on time to wherever they're going. <laughs> I love it. I think they have failing issues, issues at failing as well. They have failing issues of not using a turn signal. They have right. issues failing, not using a brake. Which right. is the horizontal one on the left side? Um, I don't know. They they might, they might have failings of texting while driving. I mean, that's, we could go on and on about this. We could, but we're not going to. No nope. failure at maintaining a, a their eyes on the road. How about that? Right. right. So yes, yeah, so I think they have quite a, quite a few failings. Or you got those failure. people that push on the gas pedal to go sixty miles an hour at constant speed. Mm-hmm. Gas pedal oh. brake, gas pedal brake, gas pedal brake. What are you doing? For those Down, of you that do that, downhill. Stop. Stop. Oh, everybody, stop! Everybody, this is. I'm going to take this thir- three seconds here for a teaching moment to everybody that listens to this. So, if there's three lanes in the highway, the left-hand lane is for passing. It means you're going at least ten miles over the speed limit. The middle lane is for driving. That is just, you're in the middle. You don't know, you're not exiting, you're not passing. So, you know, stay current in there. The right-hand side is for merging, and everybody that is actually declared legally blind but still insists on their independence (laughs) and wants to drive. Thank you. You're killing it tonight. Well, yeah. I was in class for three hours. My brain is, like, going, going. All right, so back to failure. So let's talk about that again. So one of the questions that I had, this is going to be the most inorganic transition here, but so my question to either of you or both of you, what is, um, what are some of the, your failures that have impacted you and how did you actually move forward after them? So I'm not talking like huge things or, you know, maybe tiny things, but something that definitely left an impression on you and has momentously change your perception of how you now look at things. 
Uh, the first one that comes to mind for me is um, I've never been a goal setter. I never liked, you know, what's your New Year's resolution, any of that kind of stuff. Um, but I did set myself an a 85-pound goal uh, to lose weight, and uh, I fucked myself. Like, I, I failed. Um, I got to 84 pounds, and I fucked up, and I fell off my bandwagon, and I missed my goal by one pound. And that may not sound like a lot to some people. They're like, oh, you, you know, you still lost 84 pounds, but I didn't. You didn't hit your goal. I didn't, I didn't finish. I didn't finish strong. It's like running the whole freaking marathon and stopping before you cross the finish line. Um, that's, that's unacceptable in my opinion. That's ridiculous. And, um, I have learned from that, um, that that's not who I want to be. I don't, I don't want to be the person who stops right at the, uh, at the finish line. So, um, that's shameful too. You know what I mean? To literally stop the one pound away from your goal. So, um, it's definitely a learning moment and take a look at yourself and why self-sabotage, what, what really caused that, that breakdown, you know, to, so it definitely deserves some reflecting and some analysis of, you know, who you are and why, why would you do that? Or why did it happen or how did it happen? And then learning from it and moving forward. So then what does that moving forward then look for you? You going to get back at it and get after those, that one pound or. Yes, I have, uh, I have upped my, my goal. So instead of 85 pounds, now it's a hundred and I will meet my hundred. And also, uh, my goal from there on out is to maintain. Um, so stay at 100 uh, lost or below or above. Killing it. So not only did you recognize that failure, but it also mm, springboarded, I don't know, turned up the heat on your own goal setting. So not only Absolutely. are you going to hit your original goal, but you're gonna, your, your new goal is to crush it. Surpass it. Yes, Absolutely. And then the real battle, I think, begins after that, which is the maintaining it and not losing it and not going backwards on all the progress that I made. Two goals in one. Yeah. Whit, what about you? I've been listening and trying to think about some big failure that I could like beat myself up about, but I guess it, it was, it doesn't have to be a big failure that you're going to beat yourself up over. I mean, just something that taught um, you like that really fundamentally taught you something. Failure of a relationship. Those are always big ones. Good ones. Um, and it, Oh, how do I explain this? Um, I did the work to fix the relationship and the other individual did not do any work to fix the relationship. And so I felt like a failure, but I know that that wasn't me, I guess if it, if that relationship was important, then the individual would have made it important. Mm -hmm. 
So it was me essentially not being able to control a situation. Which so that it, led to it, me believing that I failed. Okay. So that impacted you in the, in that thought process. Thinking oh, for that sure. you needed control and that you were a failure because the relationship failed. Correct. And okay. I guess, well, moving forward, I, like I said, I realized that it wasn't me. Um, I couldn't control that individual. And so maybe learning that I had control issues. And now it's completely different. How so? I don't feel like I have that at all. Control issues? Correct. Mm. All right. Correct. Is that part of your, uh, is that, is that part of your newfound confidence? Um, <gasps> I don't want to, you know I, what? I don't want to say that I it's newfound, but carry on. I resonate with that just because it's like, part of my insecurities in my past relationships where you feel like you have to control the situation so that you knew you did everything that you could instead of just letting it be organic and, and giving all that you could. And, but confidently knowing that you gave everything, you know what I mean? Yes. But isn't that like the hardest thing to do in the moment? Oh yeah. To try to balance all those different emotions and all sure, those in the moment, variables. yeah, for sure. Sometimes you have to take a step back, month or two or three, whatever years or months later, and just see yourself from the outside perspective, and then it's clear. So, yeah, definitely hard Hind- in the in the moment. Hindsight's twenty twenty for sure. All right, so both of you talked about your personal lives. What about? failures in respect to professional lives so Whitney your art and Rob your job oh shit failure yeah. my fail my my life I want to say <laughs> for all of those who are listening I generally change my jobs like I change underwear oh did, did hear that today yeah I do um I get a job until I'm happy and there was a time where I was dating an individual who took care of me completely and I was able to quit all my jobs and do full-time photography. And it was wonderful. It took me three and a half years being with this individual for me to actually believe that he was going to take care of me. So it took me three years to make a plunge that I should have taken six years ago instead of three years ago. Um, but I have failed the full-time photography thing. I can't count on my fingers and toes. And I'm still out here crushing it. It hasn't... It hasn't stopped me. It fuels my fire to keep wanting more and to keep doing more. Just answer the question I was going to ask you. Then why do you, after each failure, why do you keep getting up and you go back to photography and you do what you do? Because I have a goal and it's to be a full-time photographer and I'm not fucking stopping until I get it. Okay. Everybody listening? Everybody hear that? Photographer. Please, if you're listening, please support me by hiring me so I can (laughs) have a roof over my head. Right on. <laughs> plug it, girl. Yes, it. yes. I'm, I will shamelessly plug small businesses. So right. at Whitney Brewer Photo. Yes. Instagram. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hashtag awesome. Oh <laughs> shit! That just happened. Yep. You guys are making me blush. <laughs> Thank you. 
so yeah um with the art it has never been anything that's been super serious to the point where I'm like I'm gonna sell that and make boatloads of money like that shit's for fun I build stuff out of wood and metal and canvas and you name it I could probably do it so it's been more so of like a creative outlet for me but photography is my true passion and that's what I want to share with other people also don't ever say in a blanket statement with me in the room if if you can think of it I'll I'll, I'll make it that's just a generic challenge at that point. <laughs> you're you're absolutely right, and I take that I take that back. Because <laughs> my wheels are turning. I'm sure they are. Please text me all of the details. Oh, I will. Challenge, oh, I will. Challenge accepted. <laughs> so hard. It's on like Donkey oh, Kong. Oh God, it yeah. is. <laughs> for sure. What about you, Robert? Uh, my professional failure was is um, was not knowing myself and not knowing what I wanted to do um, and just finding that you know in the last couple of years and and having wasted you know not just six years or three years or whatever but like 10 years of my life just not knowing myself you know what I mean and I'm an artist I would love to do art for a living you know my art is is repurposing furniture and uh, reimagining things um, giving new life to things Um, and starting over I would say as an artist at my age and with the amount of children that I have and responsibilities um, sounds like limiting belief but it's much more difficult to start from scratch and uh, so I'm in a career that I don't hate that I like um, and that I'm good at but I don't love and I'm not in love with. So I think my failure is uh, really not knowing myself early enough to make the most out of um, my time in the past. It's pretty deep. Also, I hear Whitney walking a dog or something in the background. So. Yeah, I just picked up it's his really, shit. Thanks a lot. Oh my god, you're so taking away from the moment that we just all had. I'm I mean, sorry. It was just like, oh, and then Whitney. Well, you mentioned the dog. I'm walking the dog, and I just picked up his shit. I knew that. I knew that somebody was going to call me out. I knew it. I, I will always call anybody out. Well, you're welcome, listeners. I just picked up Finny's shit. And hashtag authentic again. <laughs> hashtag awesome. <laughs> Hashtag everybody poops. Oh my god. Okay, but oh my god. But back to Robert, at least you know, because when you were saying it's like um, you know your passion, you know art and stuff like that. But isn't that the fun part of having a blank slate and just kind of being able at that point? Because now you do know what you want, and you can just create whatever and go in any direction. Yeah, you're limited by a couple, you know, variables here and there. But at the same time, it's like the world's your oyster at that point. 
absolutely. And I know it's still possible um, for me to achieve. The you need to find you a sugar mama. Uh, yeah, hell yeah, dude. Uh, <laughs> fucking hey. Yeah, be. I'll be your little artist. I'll, I'll paint. <laughs> you know that kind of this, stuff. This but... is gonna get weird real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna shut my mouth. Um. No, it, it just I I think that's my biggest failure is that I never knew myself. Um and 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 it has made me suffer um in my professional life. I mean, I went to I went to college and I went through three separate degrees before I found one that I could really kind of get behind and then I was in school for 5 years and I and the proud owner of an associate's degree. So, um, you know, just had I known myself, I would have been able to give more to the time that I had. So that, that I see as a failure. I didn't, I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I didn't put a whole lot of effort into anything because it wasn't worth my time because I didn't know me. So, but at the same just, time, don't you think that everybody kind of has their different pace as to getting to know them based on, you know, experiences and environment? Maybe, you know, you weren't put under that pressure to make that aha light bulb moment. Right. Per- I, I, I think that there all. I think that there are people in the world, to be honest with you, 100 percent that don't ever get to know themselves. Never. That's a sad, oh, wow. sad thought. I agree. My dad's my dad still says it. He says he's still I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. And I'm like, that's freaking sad. You know what I mean? You're in your, you know, mid fifties and you still don't have your passion, you know, nailed to the floor, what you want to do. Um, That is sad. And you're absolutely right. I think those people exist. Consequently, I know what I want. But I don't ever want to get old, so I'm just kind of stuck with my Peter Pan syndrome forever. Uh, well, you and I both don't want to get old, so what's going to happen is we're going to move in together. I'll give you Botox injections in your ass, and we'll be fine. <laughs> Why do I need them in my ass? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not saying no to Botox, but why do I need them in my ass? <laughs> your face is droopy, but your ass looks great. <laughs> That thing is high and tight. <laughs> high and tight. Oh my god, it looks so good. Those I can imagine Natalie eyes, as a little nine-year-old lady, like saggy ass face and a tight ass. Dude, you know I will be in one of those motorized scooters. I know. Running down the side street, throwing that cane around, and just yelling at all the youngins. And what what's going to be scary about that whole thought right now? Here it is. Envision this: you're riding your little cart down the alley. And both ass cheeks are sticking out the side of the cart. <laughs> both, both of them. One hundred percent. They're fucking huge. Did you? Did you? Did you shoot me up with silicone? Or both? both. It was a mixture of both. Did we go to Mexico? We were. We were, no, I had it smuggled in. Oh my god, I literally had the same conversation with my boss yesterday. This is so weird. <laughs> this is amazing. Uh, no so self, now you have don't. two people that want to Botox your ass. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag Botox the ass. For everybody listening, we're going to hashtag the shit out of this. 
Oh, the ass. All right. So, you know, getting back to our topic of choice here, we just rein the shit in. So, okay. So I did a little bit of research today while I was at work because I didn't want to work. So, um, hashtag your boss hashtag, It's um, It's fine. I'm going to pull my boss into one of these podcasts at, at some point. So we had a team, team bonding thing yesterday where we went to an Indians game. We basically played pre, pre-planned hooky. So we all went to the Indians game and we started drinking at about 1030 in the morning, having co- casual conversations, building relationships with coworkers. And we're talking about how my boss, oh, I probably shouldn't say this for the internet. Probably not a good idea. But, um, <laughs> I literally just have to stop this conversation full stop at this point. Okay, well, ask your question then. <laughs> yep, back to the questions. Back, back to you. Back, back to hashtag your boss like, listening. Hard stop on that. Okay. Um, so, for anybody that doesn't actually know me, um, I love TED Talks. Um, I think they're a lot of fun because they're kind of noncommittal because they're like three to 15 minutes, but they teach you something on whatever subject topic. So, a couple of them that I really like that I've seen a couple times. One of them is by Brene Brown, and um, it's called The Power of Vulnerability. So basically what she talks about is people being able to be vulnerable and what that looks like and essentially what that is going to prove for, you know, how, how that reacts to other people and yourself and how you grow and stuff like that. So that's one. Another one that I really like, it's actually... It's, it's by this guy called Jai Jing, something like that. But basically what he does is um, the TED Talk's called 100 Days of Rejection. And he essentially goes 100 days trying to um, desensitize himself by getting small rejections. So it's like things like you go out to a restaurant and order a hamburger and then he finishes his hamburger and then asks the waiter for another free hamburger. Just, I mean, you know the answer is going to be no, but you kind of work on those little things of desensitizing yourself to the actual rejection. So hmm. with that kind of general thought, what are your guys' opinion or thoughts on how you go about everyday life to kind of desensitize yourself for, you know, those small small failures or those small rejections that everybody has to deal with in, in daily life. Hmm. Sorry, I just threw a lot of info at you. Um, ignorant, well, ignorance is bliss. Um, especially in my job, uh, I'm a pharmacy rep, so I'm in and out of pharmacies. All day, I have like three to four hundred stores that I see, and I do get thrown out of some of them. And um, <laughs> I have the beautiful ability to forget who threw me out last month. <laughs> and you go right back. <laughs> and I go right back in. I'm like, hey guys, they're like, we can't take that. It's I'm like, me oh, again. Yeah, you told me. Oh yeah, you told me that last month. I'll see you next month. <laughs> That's a perfect example. So rejection. <laughs> I don't see it. I don't hear it. I don't feel it. Go on to the next one. <laughs> right. It's like the right. three monkeys. What is it? See no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm going to have to go yeah. ahead and second that. I mean, I don't necessarily have like a specific situation just because with my job, like people contact me. I get rejected in my job all the time. And it's mostly because of my prices, which I'm not cheap. 
Cheap work isn't good. <laughs> good work isn't cheap. Okay, friends? Hey, shameless plug one more time. Whitney <laughs> Brewer photo. Quality over quantity. Yes. Hashtag awesome. Hashtag Hashtag, hashtag, hashtag your boss is still fucking listening. <laughs> Anywho. Shout out to yeah. my boss though. She's a cool, cool person. I'm really excited to meet her because I will someday. Oh, totally. Um, but yeah, I feel like in those moments, I'm just like, oh, that sucks for you because I'm pretty cool and you should meet me, but I'm too expensive. So you're actually paying for an experience, not a a service. In the photography world, good God, I made myself just sound like a hooker. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you did. Uh, that is one expensive hour. Yeah. Yeah. It's not even that good. God, it's I could... sex and photos. That sounds all right. <laughs> Sorry about Hashtag... that. That was misleading okay. to our le- to our listeners. Hashtag Shameless experience. plug. Right. Shameless plug. Whitney Brewer Boudoir. Ooh. Yeah. I'm so, I'm so good at this. You are. I, I'm going to be your marketing second in command. <laughs> Hashtag pay for the experience. Right. Yes. So I get 10% of Not a hooker. Hashtag not a hooker. So <laughs> now anybody that's looking for your new boudoir photos, please contact right. Whitney Brewer Photo. Um, if you have any questions, you can also contact me, Natalie Espora. I get a 10% commission off of whatever those rates are. <laughs> Starting right now. <laughs> I guess that's a good deal. <laughs> Throw me a couple quarters, bitch. Five. Five percent, five percent. Chew her down a little bit. We're gonna go ahead and do two. You just keep losing your privileges. <laughs> keep talking. Keep talking, you two. Keep talking. See, this is how I deal with failure. Humor. Instant, yes, you're right. Like instant rejection. How are we doing on time, friends? We, we got, have we got about... twenty minutes. We got plenty of time. Oh, perfect. Okay. Um. So I think there, there was probably another question or something that I wanted to ask you, and. I had a really good segue, but then we started talking about <laughs> talking about hookers and hookers. So <laughs> I always, think this is my favorite podcast yet. That'll always derail the train. Derail. Oh, oh my brain just yeah. went so many places. <laughs> Literally, figuratively, metaphorically, ironically, spiritually, spiritually whatever you want. <laughs> I'm telling you what. Whew. Okay, okay. Yeah, all hot okay. over here. All right, all right. Back. <laughs> reel me in, Nat. Reel me in. Hold on. I gotta take my pants off. It's real hot. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best podcast ever because I just got home from my walk and I'm also taking my pants off. All right, well, I'm taking my pants off too. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. All right, all right, all right. So back to the no. topic of failure. Seriously, pants are coming off. <laughs> oh, I heard the belt buckle. <laughs> Ding, 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 ding. We have a winner. Please come down. Spin the wheel. All right. Oh. Hey, hey, hey. Okay, so. Now it's become the No Pants Podcast. Oh, my God. Thanks for listening in. No Pants Podcast. Hashtag. That's actually probably the best thing I've heard yet. Yeah, I'm going to change. Since I have zero anything on my podcast, I'm going to change my name for the 15th time to No Pants Podcast. Where I, think where I sit on my couch at home with no pants and call my friends and record the conversations. It's kind of fucking smart if you ask us. It's kind of genius. So don't forget about this one. Write it down right now. All right. Actually, no, I have a good segue. Okay. So another one of these TED Talks that I found, I've never seen it before and I ended up watching it today, but it's by Leticia, Leticia, God, I don't know. I butchered it. I'm really sorry. 
<laughs> Gaza with a G, like a goose. Gaza. <laughs> you might as well have just made up a fucking name because that's horrible. Right? <laughs> I think I just threw my pants. <laughs> or lack, lack thereof, I should say. Oh, God. It's just it's coming full circle. <laughs> God damn it. Oh god, wait, I gotta get this thought out. I gotta get it out. Okay. So listen, 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 listen. Listen, Linda, listen. Listen, Linda. Okay. Listen. So her TED Talk is called <laughs> so it's gonna be, it's gonna be three and a half minutes of laughing. A guy with no pants on. <laughs> I hope we're all sharing a moment. Oh, we totally are. <laughs> oh, crying. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Reel the shit in, Natalie. I'm trying. Okay. Her You're t- not very good no. at this. Okay. Uh, Way a- to fail. Sh- I'm a leader. Failing. Okay. Her TED Talk is called Don't <laughs> Fail Fast, Fail Mindfully. And as I'm listening to this, basically what it, it she was, she's an entrepreneur and started her own. Are you peeing now? Like, what is going it's just Niagara Falls oh my god I'm sorry I have my hands all over chicken (laughs) I'm asking for one hour of your time that's it you've walked your dog you've taken your pants off you're now cooking chicken like come on I I need 59 minutes of your time okay Okay. go ahead so her her TED talk is called don't fail fast fail mindfully and she's an entrepreneur that started her own business and basically fudged it, fudged it all. And what her TED Talk was essentially about was talking about that failure and A, being mindful of it, which means taking something from that failure, getting a lesson learned. And what actually came from it, and you guys are really going to like this, but it's something called Fuck Up Night. And it's, it's an actual website and it's a blog. And what it is is local chapters and entrepreneurs and small businesses get together and they talk about their failures. And A, they grow their network. And two, or B, um, I mean, they each get to learn from each other. And by talking about their failures, they get to learn about how maybe their business can do better. But I mean, a lot of those failures you can definitely apply to life situations. So, my question or thought process to that, to both of you, is the idea of having fuck-up nights. I've been a part of that. Where people get together and talk about your failures and what you can do better. And I'm not talking, I'm not talking like group therapy sessions. I'm talking like... (laughs) Gee, thanks, Natalie. Pinot Grigio Grigio nights. I've already I've been a part of those groups. Okay, tell me about it. Uh, the group that I I don't want to say what it is because I don't no, I'm not really okay. Yep. Um, but I was part of a photography group in Columbus, Ohio, and it was based around community over competition. I like that. Okay, and <clears throat> we got together C- monthly C-squared. for I like it. Monthly for a meeting, and basically would talk about. Um, what was working, what wasn't working, how we could help each other and lift each other up and blah, 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 blah. And then unfortunately I became 
um, just in due to the fact that I just have different uh, religious views. Oh, okay. Those are and deep-seated so, to get into a community discussion, but all right. So, right. So I just felt like it wasn't for me, um, but I still learned a lot. It was valuable and should be done all the time by all kinds of people. Uh, me and my <clears throat> one of my best friends had a conversation like this the other day. Uh, we both buy and resell and repurpose and refurnish and uh, antiques and um, and you know it, it's not a community like it's 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 all it's like competition over community and and it just it's sad in the that, antique world yeah absolutely yeah. like the the if you have something for sale that you know maybe you got for really really cheap and you're just trying to you know flip it real quick you know and um you're not trying to get you know retail dollar out of it other pickers or other people who repurpose or or resell they'll come and try to do you down and 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 spit you out and and they 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 hide they don't they pretend like they're not doing what you're doing and and it it was open robert i can't hear you over the chicken in the background there's no chicken yet. Oh. Can you Calm down? I, I legitimately didn't hear like the last five and a half words that you said. <laughs> but better than six, I guess. <laughs> I'm sorry, the people, Robert. No, it's okay. The people hide, you know, and they hide that they are doing the same thing that you're doing instead of actually just coming to you and saying, hey, you know, I buy and resell this, uh, this kind of stuff too. You know, I have a market uh, that I think I could find a buyer for this item. You know, what's the best price you can do on it? Um, instead, they, you know, oh, no, it's not worth that. Or I would never pay that. Or but it just, it's sad. It's really, really sad that you can't be open and honest and work as as a team in an industry. And it's, it's, it's got to be all competition. Um, so that is something that you know a group like that would be really really cool to start you know community you know over competition and hey guys we're all in this together you know we're all doing the same same job same business why don't we scratch each other's backs and you know all be successful i love that i do too i will i would love to support you in starting that group right on so I looked up the general areas for this um, fuck it. Fuck. I don't think that's what it's called. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Here she goes again. <laughs> yeah, fuck up. Fuck up nice. Yell at me about the chicken and she's fucking up over well, there. I mean, we can, we, there, there's this like trademark. It's like an actual, like, we can call us. Yes, I know fuck, what you're talking about. Fuck, fuck it. Fuck it nice. That's really bad, too. <laughs> well... Depends really, on what it it's is. It's really bad. <laughs> anyway. Um, Just go ahead and divert close, into... Yeah, the closest two locations where they actually host these community entrepreneurial meetings is in Houston and Toronto. So they have nothing on the Midwest. So I proposed this idea to start something in the Ohio general area. 
I think that's a great idea. Become some sort of chapter presidents and like make it official. A, we can grow a community like that and spread all kinds of love and awareness and fun authenticity everywhere. I like that. Just throwing it out. So, but we can come up with a different name. We can call it whatever you want. I like the name just the way that it is. (laughs) Fuck it. Nice. Nice. <laughs> like I said, depends on what it is. But... <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, we're rounding down on like about eight minutes or so left of our hour. So I have one last question for both of you. <clears throat> so after all our discussion today, this last hour, <laughs> what is maybe one piece of information or you know, one perspective that you have had the opportunity for realization that I guess you can share with, with people that, or that you want to pass along to anyone that decides to listen to this. Let's call it words of wisdom with Whitney. Oh shit. Oh shit is right. (laughs) You've got big shoes to fill. Something, something like, you know, one or two liner, like what is something related to overcoming failure that you want to tell everybody. And then mic drop. <laughs> Something that I could tell people about failure. That you have learned through your own experiences. All right. Take failure as a learning lesson. Perfect. That's my two cents. Don't I'm- just learn. Don't just learn from your own failures and your own mistakes. Ooh. Uh, also, watch and be present in other people's lives and learn lessons uh, from their mistakes. And uh, it can be a lot cheaper on your emotions. That's a, that's a good one. What do you think, Natalie? What's your answer to that question? So my answer would be that you can't put a number on failures. And it's it's a constant cyclical battle and you're always going to you're always going to fail and if you go into something new whether it be an opportunity a job a relationship anything kind of set that expectation that that possibility of failure is real and do it anyway that's awesome That's my uh, so emotional positive don't let, spin. Don't let the don't let the possibility of failure hold you back. Exactly. Fail anyway. Fail anyway. And yeah, and do it again and again and again. Because eventually you're going to get it right, or somebody's going to pop into your life that helps you get it right. Absolutely. I dig it. I dig it too. I don't have any other closing questions. That was, that All was right. Well, some... we have about four minutes. So I would like to just thank you both for being a part of this again. And for Natalie killing it as the moderator of this podcast this evening. Woo-woo. Absolutely. Thank you. Appreciate so, you both. Sorry. It's so late, but I'm glad that we could squeeze it in. I've got, um, by the way, now I'm up to 26 people that want to be a part of my podcast. That's fantastic. So if you guys want to rotate like Nat, you do one night and then Robert do another night. 
and we can kind of moderate it since all three of us have kind of been a part of this since it started. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm 100% all right with that. Cool. Absolutely. Cool. And awesome. These late night 11 o'clock podcasts are fantastic. So it's I ain't mad about kind it. of an easy way to wind down and get your thoughts yeah. out. And So on the next episode, Robert, I believe you, Ro- are, you are leading it. All right. I can, uh, I can do that for sure. Can we give Absolutely. any of these listeners a small, um, hmm, what's the word I'm looking for that's not going to be twisted into probably some sexual innuendo? <laughs> <laughs> a sneak peek. Yeah, sneak peek. Sneak peek. Of your next topic, yeah. My, my topic of choice is um, you get what you give. Oh, I went in on that one. I will just be a passive listener. Nope. No, uh, no passive listeners on, on that conversation. That's going to be. You get what you. What, what is it again? You get, you get what, what you give. give. Isn't that a new radical song? <laughs> sure. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll look at For it all you listeners, go ahead it. and check out the new radicals. The song is called <laughs> You Get What You Give. Yep. All right. I like it. It's a 90s song for those of you that are young and don't know what the 90s are. I Let me tell you. Sorry, Let me tell you sorry childhood. for them. Sorry for them. Sorry for and, them because it was the best. They, they don't know what the 90s are and they accidentally stumble upon this podcast. Um, um, you're congratulations. Welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. All right. Well, I love you both. Have an awesome night and I'm out of here cooking this chicken. So, yeah, I hear it sizzling. Yep. It's delicious. You're sad you can't be here yep all, all right. right i love you i love you both uh you both are awesome and to all the listeners uh peace love and happiness and uh until next time until next time i'm gonna go out with my standard deuces deuces i'm gonna go out with good night <laughs> keep it plain and simple all right guys i'll talk to you soon all right bye, bye. bye. <laughs>